Todd and Karina started taking over the youth group and they started doing more. A few years after that, which is maybe five or six years ago, something like that, we brought them on as, as elders and pastors of Blazing Fire. And um, they are gems. I think you all know that. But um, they, they bring such the, the love and the grace and the goodness of God and all that they do, the excellence. And um, just recently, this is why I really wanted to, to introduce Karina, because just recently we have been aware of uh, the Spirit has been telling us about the times we are living in that there's going to be more and more sons and daughters coming into the kingdom that we have actually got to be ready in a different way than we were ready before. And one of the ways we're doing that, one of the ways has been to raise up a bunch of amazing leaders through the small groups and other ways like that. But one of the ways that we're getting ready is we're actually um, uh, having Karina, we're releasing her into a a passion of hers to... um, to begin to prepare and, and get things ready for those that are coming in to feel part of the family. She's going to explain it all. I won't go into detail. But I'm just telling you that we are saying as a church, Karina, we see this in you, this passion, um, new believers that come in. How do we help them to get caught up and learn some of the, you know, some of the things they need to learn to, to be able to walk this uh, out, this victorious Christian life? And so we've asked Karina, would you help us think brilliantly? And would you help us to go there? But, you know... Uh, she's going to share some of that tonight, but I know you know this. She she can't do it. Like, we're not asking her to do it. We're asking her to help us all be brilliant and to go there together. And actually, the Bible says that that um, the fivefold, including the pastors, they're not, we're, they're not actually supposed to do the work of the ministry. They're supposed to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. That was, that was the gift Jesus gave. I give, I'm giving you gifts in these people to get you all ready to be who you're supposed to be all the time. So Karina's one of those, and um, would you bless and honor Karina Lout. Feel so far away. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Is this, should I come down here? Okay. Okay, I will be up here. Hello. Wow. <sighs> okay. Yes. Ah, feels good. Um, yeah, I, even as the worship team was singing tonight, he is mighty to save, he's mighty to save all who call on his name. I was getting so gripped again with, um, <laughs> with, um, yeah, just Jesus moving on my heart when he saved me again uh, as I move into this new role, uh, pouring into new believers and newcomers. And I shared probably before how I didn't come to Jesus until, thank you, <laughs> thank you. I didn't come to Jesus until I was 18. And uh, so. Yeah, being part of a Bible study with a really, um, with a father who really poured into me in a little Baptist church where Todd's dad was the pastor was so important. And um, that journey of being surrounded by Christians and a family that loved me and not knowing anything about the Bible. I didn't know any of the little Bible stories. I didn't grow up in church at all. 
And mostly I, you know, I wanted to know what family was. I wanted to know I belonged. And yeah, I wanted to know what love was. And I found that through Jesus and through my church family. So I'm really excited to step into this and don't have a full picture. So I probably am not going to share a whole lot tonight on that. But as time goes on, it's going to unfold and you're going to be walking along this journey with me. And um, it's exciting. And I love newcomers. I met these two gorgeous girls behind me tonight. So sweet. And they know my son, which is cool. And uh, our spiritual son, too. So I, I've always have this heart for people to feel welcomed and included and um, I'm looking for new and creative ways to do that. I don't feel like I want to do things as they've always been done. So we'll see what this all is going to look like, but uh, it's going to be fun. And yeah, do you feel it? You feel this anticipation and excitement and what God's doing? And I do. <laughs> I feel it, and I don't have language for it fully, but I feel it in my spirit, and it's exciting. Even, I was going to have Todd come up and share this story. Do you mind? That's when you were at Starbucks the other day. Yeah, come on up, honey. Uh, yeah. So, what? Oh, he put his gum behind his ear? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so used to it. The teenagers are so used to it. It's a little storage place. I don't think about it. Doesn't think about it, but. <laughs> Go ahead and share that story. Okay. Um, yeah, this is, just, this, is just about, this is just about encouraging you to, to encourage people out there, which we're all, you know, which our church is good at doing. Um, yeah, I was just, I was having a meeting with, um, with my secretary, I guess. <laughs> Not, I don't like that word for some reason, but Misha, who is, who is that administrative assistant. And, um, so we were having a meeting in, uh, in Danville at a Starbucks. And during that time, the, the, um, high school there got out for lunch and some of the kids came into Starbucks. So this kid is just sitting there. <clears throat> by himself. Um, he didn't look sad or anything, but I was just, just so drawn to this kid. And uh, he just looked so sweet. Here's this Mexican kid sitting there, like 15 or 16 with braces, skinny kid, you know, just a kid, cute kid. And, um, and, uh, and I'm talking to Misha, but I keep, I'm so drawn to this kid. So finally I said to Misha, can you hold on a second? I just got to go bless this kid with a word. And so um, she was, of course, saying, yeah, go. So I go over there, and I just, I said, hey, man, um, I, I was sitting over there, and I just really felt like encouraging you with, something I, with some things I see. Is that okay with you? He goes, okay. So, uh, and there's so many fears that, yeah, I'll say that too. Lots of fears come when you approach, you know, especially a teenage boy. I'm this age. And, you know, I mean, who knows what they're, you know, I, I have all kinds of thoughts of what are they thinking? Like some creeper weirdo, you know? Um, <clears throat> but I just, I go, okay, God, it's, it's up to you. 
but he welcomed me. And so I sat down and said, um, yeah, I, I just, I, I, I was talking to my friend over there, but I kept getting drawn to, to encourage you. And I believe this is from God. When I said that, this kid went <gasps> like that. And, and I went, okay, cool, I guess, you know, <clears throat> um, so I just continued on to tell him the things that I saw, you know, namely some of it was just being a prince, being, um, being a good friend to his friends. And, and also, um, I talked about, I actually, you know, we don't do negative words, but I, I did describe some inner turmoil that I see and just in the light of what God sees. And, um, he completely agreed and started to cry. And, um, so just after blessing him for a little while, <clears throat> um, I even, I even went so far as to tell him, you know, I, I've got, I've got a son who's older than you, a daughter who's probably older than you too. And, uh, I said, you know, I got a certain way that my heart feels toward my kids. And I said, a little bit of that started coming on me toward perfect stranger, you. I said, but that's, that's God. That's a father thing from God. And, um, anyway, so at the end of it, um, he's smiling. He's got little tears coming out. And, um, I said, you know, I don't, I don't know if you believe in God, but, and then he interrupted me and he said, actually, I just became a Christian and I, I was sitting here talking to him, asking him, please give me a sign that you're really real. so hungry right now. Like people are like, as Russ and Susan were sharing at the New Living Expo, they're waiting. They're just waiting for someone. It's like they're on the edge of their seat. Will someone tell me something? And uh, it's so cool. My son and uh, his friends, they go to Giants games. Go Giants. And uh, whenever they come back on BART, they always... Uh, they like to sing songs and entertain all the people on BART. <laughs> so they, 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 everybody like takes their cameras out, their phones, and starts videotaping them. And uh, so I guess a few weeks ago, I wanted him to share it, but he won't. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah. So they're singing and uh, having a good time, and everyone's videotaping them and just singing along and having a good old time. And they start singing some uh, church songs too, some gospel songs, because they had some requests from people on the BART train. <laughs> yeah. And uh, pretty soon, conversation starts and like, what church do you go to? And they're like, Blazing Fire Church. And... They're writing it down, right, Josiah? Starting to write down the name of the church. And then uh, this one guy was supposed to get off in Fremont, and he, he waited 45 minutes later. He, he didn't get off on his stop because he was just so blessed by these kids having a good time and singing songs and enjoying themselves. And then another young gal was like, I just, I got dumped today. And she was really depressed, and she said, you guys really lifted my spirits, and um, but you know what? It's it's all about being yourself and really being authentic, not having to try to do anything or preach at people, but going out, being silly. I mean, 
my son is super silly. That's, everybody loves that about him. And just being himself and people were drawn to that and like, who's God? Who is this Jesus? What, your church must have lots of fun. <laughs> so um, I, I just feel this excitement inside and uh, happy and teary at all at the same time, like being pregnant. And uh, I'm not pregnant. <laughs> not pregnant, but that's kind of a little bit what I want to talk about, but I'm not pregnant. Um, no, spiritually pregnant. And uh, there's like a, an earnest expectation that I feel. And so I want to read in Philippians 1. Nothing up there, so that's okay. No slideshow tonight. Philippians 1.19 says, For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus according to my earnest expectation <laughs> and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, though with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Yes, Jesus. So I was looking up earnest expectation in the Greek. And it means properly thinking forward. So... With earnest expectation, I properly think forward. It is so much in our life, in our Christian lives, about having this right perspective, getting our minds in tune with what Jesus has done for us. Like an Olympic runner looking forward to the end goal with their head outstretched. <laughs> my, little, my nephew, he's so adorable. He's, he's a little guy. And he just ran track uh, a few days ago, and he got first place. But he's so tiny. But he is so determined. He is so determined in everything he does. And it's so much about keeping our mind outstretched like an Olympic runner, thinking forward with earnest expectation. <laughs> right? So I am, I'm filled with earnest expectation, and I pray for all of you. Oh, thank you, honey. You put up a little clock for me, that you would be filled with earnest expectation for what God is doing, what he's done, what he's going to do, not just in blazing fire. It's not just about us. It's so about what he's doing in Uganda, in Cambodia, all around the world, all the churches in the Tri-Valley. <laughs> it's so good. So... That's my, my message tonight is I feel like we are in a time that we are really pregnant, men too, that we're pregnant. Someone keeps giggling. I feel it too. We're really pregnant with, uh, <laughs> with purpose. And um, so I was having all these dreams about being, first I started having lots of dreams about babies. And... <laughs> The babies, um, I was not able to take care of at first. The dreams that I, were, I was having a lot, dream after dream after dream. And it was like, it would be a really 
dilapidated situation. I didn't have the right supplies. And God was really dealing with some issues in my heart with what's coming, the new thing that's coming that I wasn't really feeling qualified, not prepared. And then after I was dealing with some of that, uh, my dreams started changing where now I'm having lots of pregnant dreams. So what I, I really feel um, for me, and I can only share what God's doing in my life. <laughs> so that's just what I bring to the table. Whatever he's doing in my life is what I'm impart to you. So I feel like we're in a season where he's really forming something inside of us. It's like developing and I don't really have language for it, but the baby's coming. And, but before the baby comes, I feel like Jesus really wants us to pay attention to what does he want to develop in us now? What is he forming in us now? And it looks different for everybody, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. What are you forming in us? So like when Paul told the Galatians <laughs> that he felt labor pains for them, Paul felt labor pains for the Galatians that they would fully grasp what Christ looked like, as what, what is Christ like as he's fully formed in their lives, that they would fully get what Christ paid for for them. He felt this, this labor. And so I got this picture that Paul was like a midwife for the Galatians. And sometimes, you know, we feel like that. Like we feel for the harvest coming, we feel like we're a midwife, we're mid, midwife, not midlife, uh, midwife. <laughs> Caring something. So maybe you are caring something or maybe you're on the other end of the spectrum where you feel like Christ is forming something inside of you where, where you're getting more truth or he's, he's just building more character in you because you've gotten a dream or a prophetic word. And we've, we love those dreams and prophetic words, but there's a process, right? I used to hate that word, Ugh. <laughs> but now I love it. I love that word because there's so much joy in it. There is. Yeah. So pregnancy is not easy. I, it wasn't for me. <laughs> I have two babies <laughs> and some women are glowing and all women are glowing when they're pregnant, right? They're gorgeous. And uh, men, you're going to have to go along with me here because I think that this isn't, this. I'm not talking to the women. I'm talking to all of us, men too, that there's something Christ is forming in us and developing in us right now. So, but pregnancy is challenging and our husbands walk along with us and experience some of the same things we do, the cravings and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's fun. <laughs> and we want the baby. I did. I remember I wanted the, my kids now. Like, oh, I was pregnant in Missouri. It was hot. 
and humid, and I had Sierra in September, and I wanted the baby now. I don't want to be pregnant. <laughs> and uh, it was uncomfortable, and I didn't want to go through the nine months. How can I have my baby now? Yeah, is there a way? <laughs> but there's not. And uh, my kids were big. <laughs> they were huge. <laughs> Todd was a big baby. He was like almost 11 pounds, right? <laughs> He's a big baby. <laughs> yeah. So that means my kids are big babies. Sierra was like nine pounds, and Josiah was almost nine pounds. And uh, fun. So fun. <laughs> that after and uh hard yeah no didn't get those epidural stuff I didn't have any of that stuff uh yeah but it's good and um (laughs) I can laugh now (laughs) we laugh now because we have our babies but it's, it's challenging, and we want things now. We live in a culture where we want it now, right? We want healing now. We want everything now. We, want, we get a prophetic word, and now, right? It's so hard to wait and to go through the process. But I'm telling you, it's so worth it. And even as I was pregnant and, gosh, what Jesus would, did in my heart during that time... It was so good. It was so good. And got some healing and moved on my heart in ways that I really need him. And you're never fully prepared, of course. So I want to say that, too. That while you're in maybe a season where Jesus is forming something, developing something in you, you're never going to fully be prepared. It's like before the baby comes. You're never fully ready. You don't have everything together. Uh, With Josiah, I like telling stories. But with Josiah, we were like, I was craving something gross like Taco Bell, right? (laughs) I know. I would never eat that now. Bless me. Bless you, Taco Bell. Bless you. And if you like Taco Bell, awesome. But at the time, anyway. um, Yeah, we blessed that business of Taco Bell. But I was craving that, so we were getting in the car, and Todd and I were like, it would be so cool to put, let's put the car seat in and just see what it looks like. And so we are reaching in the back seat, putting it in, because we want to see what, how it's going to feel like to have the car seat in the car. And as I'm reaching in, I'm like, oh, gosh, I don't know if TMI. Your water broke. My water broke. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Sorry if I'm... Sometimes I share things and I wonder if it's too much information. But anyway, my water broke. But I, you know, so God was preparing us and it was fun. And uh, anyway, you're never fully prepared. But God gives you little hints along the way, right? So, yeah. Okay, let's move on from that. (laughs) Babies. Oh, spiritual babies, spiritual pregnancy. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I feel in the spirit, what I'm hearing is that God is expanding our tent pegs. 
and making room for growth in all of us, in our lives as a church body, and um, where we're going to have a bigger area of influence. But we need to really be prepared in our hearts, right? We need to know what Jesus wants to do in us first. And I love in Isaiah 54, verse 2, I love the New Living Translation. Enlarge your house, build an addition, build an addition, spread out your home, and spare no expense. Wouldn't that be cool? Build an addition on your house, spare no expense, for you will soon be bursting at the seams. Yeah, we're going to be bursting at the seams, guys, in our lives as a church body, spiritually. Thank you, Jesus. Tent pegs sometimes get stretched gradually, not overnight. Yeah. So things happen over time sometimes. We think it's that quick thing that God's going to expand our tent pegs. It's just going to happen right before our eyes and just like that. But sometimes things happen gradually. And... Um, but it's good. It's going back to that journey, that process with the Lord. Being stretched. Feeling a little bit uncomfortable. And are we okay with feeling a tad bit uncomfortable? Anna's like, yeah, come on, bring it on, baby. <laughs> yeah, I know. Kid, let's, let's be a little bit uncomfortable. Because with that comes something more. But it's like that pushing past that resistance, that little... Those feelings of, oh, I don't know, it's, it's this not, this doesn't feel right, this doesn't like me to do this. But once you push past that, those feelings, I'm telling you, there's something on the other side. There really, really is. Vision gives pain a purpose. We've heard that. You guys heard that? And it's so true. You have to have vision for your lives. You have to get vision. Ask Jesus to give you vision for your lives. Because when you go through pain, when you go through difficult times, you're going to keep your eyes on the prize, on the vision. It gives pain a purpose. But if you don't have vision, it's a scary place to be. Because I've been there. I, I've been there where I haven't had vision. And you feel like you're kind of wading around in this, like, dormant waters where things feel confusing and... There's doubt. Doubt starts to creep in, confusion, because you don't have vision. But when you have vision, everything you can really welcome. Okay, I can feel a little uncomfortable. I can feel a little bit of pain for a little while. It's not going to last forever, Jesus. Pain doesn't last forever. But I have a vision. I have you. I have the prize in mind. Right? Yeah. Just like Jesus. We were watching the Passion movie again around Easter time. Gosh, that movie wrecks me. It is, oh, wrecks me. What Jesus went through, and we have no idea what he went through for us completely, but Jesus knew. He knew he had to endure the pain because we were the joy set before him when he went to the cross, right? We, um... We went to Israel several times, and we got to go to um, this place, Caiaphas's palace. 
And supposedly this is the place where Jesus was held overnight when he was arrested. And so it was a, a jail down these lower caves. And I'm telling you, it was, um, I think Russ wrote about it recently in a church email, but it was the most holy, holy place. <laughs> it was probably the most beautiful place that I experienced in all of Israel. And we got to go three times. But these lower caves, oh my goodness. His presence was so thick there. I, I didn't want to leave. I was, I was like, oh. Immobile was just so gripped with uh, his love for me and what he endured for me and what he was thinking about. You know, I don't really know if that was the exact place, but it was a, a point of reference, you know, for me. And thinking, wow, Jesus, what were you thinking? All that pain and suffering, and you were thinking about me. He was thinking about all of you overnight sitting there, or probably awake all night, I don't know, and thinking I am going to endure this because I want to be united with my bride, with all of us. I, I don't ever want to be separated from them. I, I want to be one with them. Let's close our eyes and go to that place. Jesus, we thank you. Thank you for what you endured for us. Thank you. We don't even know what pain is. We don't even know what you endured, but you had us in mind. Jesus. Jesus. Thank you. So that we would never experience separation from you. So many times that we feel separate from you, we feel alone in our, we feel like we're going through life alone. Jesus, you did that so that we would be one with you forever, united with you, never experiencing separation from you. Thank you, Father. And we pray right now. Oh, Jesus, we pray for those coming in. So as we are singing tonight, you are mighty to save, Jesus. You are mighty to save all who call on your name. Every single one I called on your name. I remember when I called on your name, Jesus, and you saved me. You rescued me. <laughs> wow, you're saving the world. You've saved the world from destruction. All they have to do is call on your name. Wow. Wow, not even saying the prayer. We get in our mind this long, the Lord's prayer, this long prayer that they have to repeat. They just call in your name. They just utter their words, Jesus, Jesus. And you show up. You show up and they experience and encounter you face to face. Thank you for our loved ones, our friends that we've been praying for, that you would show up for them the way you've shown up for us. Thank you, Father. Yeah. Time's slipping. It's okay. It's good. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. So it's all a pilgrimage, right? A journey that we get to go on with Jesus. A journey.
in Psalm 84, blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on a pilgrimage. And so we search and we look, you know, for Jesus. And we, we get these words and we're looking for him and this bright, shiny thing that we see ahead when he's saying, I'm right here. And all of you, as Brent has been saying recently, like, it's all spiritual, all of it, grocery shopping, arguments with one another. It's all, it's really is all spiritual because Jesus is bringing up stuff in our hearts that he's like, oh, I'm bringing more truth. My presence is there. My presence is in all of it. It's not in this huge, big prophetic word, this thing you're going to do someday. I'm in all of it. He's so in it. And, and it's all about this journey that we get to be on. And we're, we're going to really miss it. I, I know I had missed it along the way because I, I look so far ahead, but it's all the journey. He's right there in every aspect of our lives. And it just didn't show up in the form we thought it would come in, right? <laughs> but he's in the pain. He's right there in the middle of the heartache. That's where he wants you to find him. So we can't rush to the next thing because you're going to miss an aspect of him that you wouldn't get any other place when you're going through the junk telling you from experience. <laughs> I know it doesn't sound so fun, but it really actually is, it, I'm telling you, oh gosh, ooh, it's so good, it's so worth it. Oh, right? When you find him in the middle of the pain, oh, that's the best place. <laughs> and you're going to be laughing through it. <laughs> you are, I promise. Yeah. I, um, I remember having really long seasons in my life where, the, you know, feeling pregnant because I had missed what he wanted to show me in those times. And so it's like kind of keep going around the same things until he's like, come on, it's here again. Remember, this is what I'm trying to show you. So let's get it. And even um, as I step out and do some things that feel so scary to me and or bringing up issues like um, one thing I think you all know for me, I'm really passionate about um, pouring into young girls and survivors that have been victims of sex slavery. And so as I do that, sometimes, you know, I know it's all about them and God opens doors, but a lot of times it brings up stuff in my heart. And it, it's like, how come every time I go to the safe house, every time... I'm ready to go, and Todd sees this, all these issues come up for me. And that's the only time they come up is when I go, so it must be the enemy. <laughs> you know? And I used to, years ago, I would think that. I would think, I'm not supposed to go because it's the enemy. You know, it's the only time these things come up. But it's actually an opportunity for God to bring more truth. So, you know, if you think, if you're waiting to do something until you think you have it all together... You're going to be waiting a long time, I'm telling you. <laughs> you really are. Because actually it's those very things that you decide to do that feel uncomfortable that God is going to say, okay, now let's deal with this. Because sometimes when you have an owie, a little boo-boo, you don't realize you have one until pressure is put on it. 
So I, I would say, wow, when I go there, it's like I'm feeling a little pressure. So Jesus is like, okay, yep, let's deal with, with those areas that, that you still need more truth. So I go, and you got to push past. I'm telling you, there's a pushing past this resistance. It's not a striving. It's this courage inside where you're like, I'm going to push past it. It's going to feel a little uncomfortable, but there is something there that I'm going to get that's going to be so worth it. I know I'm talking to someone. I know I am. I'm talking to myself. If anybody, preaching to myself, preaching it. (laughs) Bring it. (sighs) Yeah. So as, as we're all pregnant, pregnant and filled with this expectation as, as this dreams. I know we each carry a dream. You each are doing something. You're filled with something, a word. There's something inside of you. We, it, it's, it's fueled by an inner flame, right? Because sometimes there's a tendency to look outward, to reach outward. But as the more, the more we look, okay, this dream is right here. It's it's this inner flame. It's not an external thing that I need to earn or reach for. Jesus is, is going to, to keep reminding you it's right here and breathing on it, breathing on it, and developing inside of you, giving you courage. So look here. Look, look right here and allow him to go with you. And I want to give you just a few practical. Is that okay, practical things? For me, because this is all what I'm walking through right now, that besides getting more truth and healing, as we're maybe in a developing stage, a stage where God's forming things in us, um, there's also very practical things we can do. So for me, I've just been listening and asking God for strategies, also while I'm resting. Like, everything comes from a place of rest. You're pregnant. You're filled with expectation. You need to rest up for what's coming. But you're also asking God, give me strategies, right? I want to be intentional. You know, I brought that sword a few weeks ago that felt kind of awkward for me. (laughs) But it was like, I'm using this sword and it was a samurai sword. I'm going to be very strategic with this and what you want me to do, Jesus. I'm I'm going, he's like, you're going to be so precise. You're not going to miss a thing. So being strategic Maybe you take classes. For me, some of the things God was, you know, telling me, you start volunteering. You start getting around people that carry the same passions you do. Ask them questions, things like that, practical things. Just sharing the things that God's been helping me with. Write, write out your vision statement. So, yeah, when, you know when you're pregnant and you, you get a name for your baby? And it is, it's not like you're so flippant about it. I wasn't flippant about naming my, my kids. It's like Jesus showed us, I want, I want you to name your children this, and it's going to be meaningful. So ask Jesus to start giving you language for what he's, you know, for your vision, for your dream, for what he's developing in you. Writing out uh, a simple vision statement for your life. Those are really just practical, helpful things that I've been doing. And allow yourself to make mistakes. Okay, in this process, everybody claps on that one. Yay! 
<laughs> you got to make mistakes. I'm telling you, anyone that's been successful at anything, probably they failed time and time and time and again until they got it right. And I know for me, whenever I do something new, that's my thing. I told Brent and Suzanne, my fear is that I'm going to fail. And you know what God's been telling me? You probably are going to fall down and mess up a lot. You probably will. But that is okay. That is how you grow. You have to make mistakes. If you think you have to do everything perfectly, oh, yeah, just wipe that out. There's so much grace. It's okay to mess up. Otherwise, you're not going to try anything. Okay? So it's okay. Okay, guys. You could do this. And you're going to need courage. You're going to need lots of courage. I know. I love that song, You Make Me Brave. And I was like, Sierra was singing it. And I sing it at home. Yeah, you make me brave. And start screaming it in my car. And then... You get out of the car, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm not brave anymore. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm so scared. <laughs> yeah, I'm scared, and I don't know what I'm doing. I want to be brave, but I shared this a while ago. Brene Brown talks about courage, and courage, the word core is a Latin word that means heart, and it's speaking from your whole heart speaking wholeheartedly. So it's, it's really about being authentic in everything we do, whether you're pursuing a dream and living life and everything we're doing, we have to know that, that the world is looking for authenticity and for us to just be ourselves. Nothing else, no other expectations, just be yourself. And it's all about being wholehearted, right? So we need courage to be ourselves, and that's scary. It's actually really not all about, like, raw doing something. I mean, sometimes it is that, taking huge leaps of faith, but a lot of times courage is, is about just being yourself and knowing that, that it's okay, and some people might not like you. Some people, not everyone's going to like you, and it's okay. Be yourself. Be authentic. Be you. You don't have to be like anybody else. Okay? Be yourself. <laughs> I'm giving you guys a pep talk. <laughs> be yourself. Okay. I love you guys. I really do. I love you a whole, whole lot. I do. You rock. I do. Um. So yes, pregnant, be yourself. <laughs> Do you feel it? You feel the labor pains? You feel the ch being challenged at times? You feel like you're being a little stretched? Feels uncomfortable, but you got a vision. You got Jesus, you have the prize in mind, and it's going to be okay. It's going to be more than okay. It's not about working. I want to say that about striving. Whatever, you know, the dream, whatever the thing is that you're pursuing, it's not about striving. We're way past that. We know what Jesus did for us. We don't have to earn a thing. We don't have to work for things. We don't have to earn his approval. So just in case, putting that out there, we get to do things. We get to partner with him to change the world. We get to. It's an honor and a privilege 
to partner with him, knowing what he's done for us, he empowers us. Isn't it good? Doing everything from this place of rest, resting in him. It all has to come from a place of rest. Yeah, I'm almost done. It's good. But I keep finding that the more that I step out and do find myself where there's been times that over this past year especially where I feel like I am on the edge of the cliff where I'm like, oh, wow, I really stepped out far here. This feels a little scary. I don't know what I'm doing. And that is where I'm like, oh, wow, that is the time where I find myself wanting to be swaddled up into Jesus's chest the most. So the more you feel like you are out there, you can still be in a place of being so close to his chest, like a baby swaddled up. You're not out there alone (laughs) doing these things alone. You get to be pressed up next to him. Isn't that good? One of my favorite scriptures is Psalm 84, verse 3 where it says, even the sparrow has found a home and the swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young, even your altars, O Lord, my King and my God. Yes, Jesus made his home here in us. He made his home in us and our home is found in him. Our home is in him and it's a safe place. It's such a safe, safe place a safe place to give birth to your dreams, to trust him with everything, with every prophetic word, every dream, everything he's doing inside of you. Because, it, you know, all of it, it was all birthed in him first, right? It's all birthed inside of him. Everything, every dream you have, every prophetic word, Everything you're carrying right now, Jesus birthed it in his heart first. And then he said, here you go. I'm depositing it inside of you as a guarantee that I'm with you. And you're going to be victorious in all of it. Yeah. (laughs) It's such good news to know that. That it's not like he's told us to do some impossible thing that we're never going to be able to accomplish. He's like, I already did everything on the cross. I did it all. So now we just get to go do the fun stuff, right? And go love on people with no agenda. It's a privilege and an honor. It's not some huge impossible thing. It feels that way sometimes, to be honest. Sometimes it, it feels like a little scary. But... He's so with us, and we have courage on the inside. Yeah, it's almost nine. So it's almost time for mamas and daddies to go get your babies. Your real babies. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do want to pray. Well, it is nine, so I want to pray, though. Let's just go to pray. How are you guys doing? Good. I feel like I was fast, fast, fast. 
I just want to give you bits of what Jesus is doing in my life. That's all I can give out, what he's only doing in me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Let's pray. So let's go ahead and if you have a point of reference, whether it's your heart, for me, I feel so pregnant with something, <laughs> with a lot. And maybe you don't even know what I'm talking about. Maybe you're like, that is a little too out there. Maybe Jesus hasn't really shown you what it is he's developing in you, but maybe you'll go home tonight and he'll show you. This is what I'm doing in you right now. This is what I've been doing all along, and maybe you've been fighting it, and it's but he's like, this is what I want to show you. So Jesus, we thank you. Oh, we thank you for what you're doing in our lives. <laughs> thank you, Father. Oh, we welcome it. We welcome it, Jesus. We welcome this process, this journey with you, what you're forming inside of us. Like Paul talked about that Christ would be fully formed in our lives, in our, inside of us, in our spirits. What does that look like for Christ to be fully formed in us? Thank you, Jesus, that we are one with you. What are you forming in us? Whether it's character, <laughs> being able to hold what you're pouring out, Jesus, carving out, carving out more room inside of us. Oh, dealing with those little owies inside of us. Those places that we need more truth, more healing. Places that you're revealing a new part of your nature to us in our lives. Oh, we thank you for the journey. Thank you for the pilgrimage that we get the joy of being on. That is the destination, the journey. Yeah, you are our destination. You are in all of it. Oh, Jesus, thank you. You're everything. You're everything. We keep our eyes on you. You are our prize. You are our vision, Jesus. You are our great reward. We keep our eyes fixed on you. <laughs> the pain is so temporary. Oh, Jesus, we keep our eyes fixed on you our eternal reward, and we ask for extra grace in this season. Jesus, thank you for grace upon grace upon grace to make mistakes, <laughs> to try new things as you're developing things in us, showing us how to do things. Thank you that you've given us wisdom and clarity is coming in a new way. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the baby that's coming for the babies, the harvest that's coming and already here, already knocking at the door, so hungry, saying, someone notice me. I want to belong. We thank you for them. We welcome you with open arms. You are part of us. You are one with Jesus. Oh, we welcome you. Welcome home. Welcome home to the arms of Jesus. Thank you, Father, that you carry them in your heart. And we carry them with you, Jesus. We welcome them. We partner with you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.
So it really is time for uh, parents to get your kiddos, but please bring them back in. And we do want to pray for you. Would you like to pray for me? Yeah, Pastor Deo would love to pray for you tonight if you would like prayer. Yeah. And I think our, some of our team that went to the New Living Expo would love to pray for you too. So let's go ahead and have them. Oh, yes, they're going to pray for people the team members that served on the New Living Expo. Yeah. And um, so Terry and ministry team, come on up. If you need healing, if God did something in you tonight and you would like prayer, come on up and I bless you. Bless you, bless you.
Seas that are shaking and stirred can be calmed and broken for my regard. And through it all, through it all, my eyes are on you. And through it all, through it all, it is well. And through. 